da 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 Dungeons and Dopamine. Ta-da! Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Dungeons and Dopamine. I'm Bree Fagan. I'm Jess Worsniak. And we are here again to bring you a little bit of our dopamine and hope that it brings you some dopamine. I feel like we need an opening song. Somebody should write us a song. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Can't Zach do music? Yes. But will he publicly? No. Because he doesn't think he can write music, even though he can. We'll just sing it. Like, ba-da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> dungeons and dopamine. Ta-da! Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We also need an end song because yes. we're really bad at like saying goodbye. We we're, just want to talk forever. And we're Midwestern, so we're trained to like, oh, oh. about time to be going. Then we talk by later. the door, mm-hmm. then we talk by the car. But my microphone does not reach to your car, so. Maybe we could find a way to just be plugged in all the time. Could just be a nonstop podcast. This is going to be a game changer. Yes. And people are going to be so confused. In podcasting. At my day job. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we don't need those anymore. We have four podcast episodes. Absolutely. We have three podcast episodes and a fourth one that we are starting. That's right. Mm-hmm. Four weeks. Four so weeks. a month of podcasting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Seems like it went so fast. I bet people really miss us in between. I assume so. That's all I, I mean, can figure. I mean, we could start doing bi-weekly podcasts. <laughs> and really screw people up. Mm-hmm. We could do them twice a week if... That's really what I meant by bi-weekly. I thought you meant less. I, well, I know. <laughs> it's such a weird <laughs> phrase, right? Does yeah. bi-weekly mean twice a week or once every other week? Ooh. People... Weigh in. <laughs> we'll put a poll up. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But seriously, if somebody knows how to write songs, otherwise you have to listen to us make <laughs> them up every time. We'll just record what we... We'll just snip it out what we just sang and put it at the beginning of every episode. Until you hate it and send us a song. Yes. This is like torture for information, but it's... Us, so it's not that torturous. Obviously. Yeah, We're absolutely. Pleasant. I We're was pleasant absolutely people. not going anywhere bad with that. <laughs> we are people. <laughs> <laughs> pleasant ones, even. Exactly. <sighs> All right. Um, I'll be honest. My dopamine this week was real estate. So also being honest, I definitely used up all my this week's topic on last week, which just fell out of my mouth when I was talking about camping. So I just got it all out at once and now we can move on. So real estate is my other job. It's my main job. Some days, I I think I'll probably talk about real estate like once a month on our podcast. Sometimes it'll be more informational, um, like information on crazy laws and like lending rules and stuff that you probably don't know about unless you've been through the process. And maybe some crazy stories, if I can remember them from my mortgage days. But today, I just kind of want to start off with something light and talk about some ridiculous things I've seen or I've, or you've seen or experienced while showing houses. Um, or I guess being a realtor in general. It's, it's a super weird profession. Like, I just 
meet some sometimes friends sometimes strangers and I bring them into another stranger's house I let them look around poke through stuff I mean we're not going through dresser drawers unless it's a built-in dresser because then cupboards. we're going through dresser drawers yeah but we, go through, we gotta make sure the cupboards work gotta check to see if they're soft clothes um, gotta see if the drawers you know a lot of houses in Muskegon were built in the 50s and those drawers aren't sliding much anymore so we gotta check all those things um, well, honestly, even like the fridges, if I'm interested in taking the occupant's fridge, I want to look in it to make sure it's not full of like black mold. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dishwashers. It's, it's way creepier when you say it like that, though. Oh, yeah. Though. It's super weird. And I don't know if other, if the people that have listed their houses don't remember what people are going to be doing when they're going through their house. Um, some of the stories I have, it's obviously vacant houses that were deserted or um, owned by renters that, that were destroyed. So that I understand. Um, but some of these houses just make me giggle. I'm going to start with kind of the darker stuff and then move to the lighter stuff because that's how I prefer to do my life. And just kind of talk about the weird safety issues for realtors, in, um, well, realtors and I guess house sellers. I actually... And I hope I don't have to change this when, if this market ever changes, um, I don't do open houses anymore. And the reason I don't do open houses is because everything in real estate is about putting your face on things. And then I'm advertising that I'm going to be possibly alone in this vacant house for these hours on this day. I have a really great idea because I've never thought of that. I think we should hire some really large, preferably attractive men to be photographed with you and be <laughs> at the open houses with you. Yes. Sorry, Zach idea. and Ryan, because I intend to be there too now. Yes, because <laughs> necessary. I'm one of your employees. Mm-hmm. And much safer for me if I have a whole group of people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it won't scare any prospective buyers away either. No, 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 no. Because it will they'll bring be attractive. Exactly. So people love attractive people. This is a great marketing idea. I am. That's what I do for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for you. And I'm sorry we haven't addressed this sooner. It was a problem <laughs> I didn't think about. But that is really interesting. I never thought mm-hmm. about, like, you're on billboards in our area. And if I thought, gosh, she's so pretty... And I knew you were going to be alone at this big empty lake house. Who the hell is going to stop me? Mm-hmm. That's so crazy and so creepy. Yes. And and I'm not a big person. Right. Like it, and that's obvious in my photos. Like, they could obviously... So anyway, um, I have carried a gun. I have my CPL. I have carried a gun to open houses. Um, but that freaks me out more. Now I just don't do them. Yeah. There's, like, there's technology or options out there. People... Um, in bigger cities with like reliable internet will set up basically um, like a ring doorbell or a Wi-Fi camera and you know you play it off as like oh you know we just the sellers like to see how many people came in or um, or even they'll just have somebody sit on like the other side of a web call so I could zoom somebody and have my webcam open on my computer the whole time so that somebody else is always on the other side of it. It's crazy that we it's have we blowing have to my mind. I've never thought of it. Yeah. Um, it's also the reason that I stopped putting my picture on my business cards. I'm probably never going to get away from like billboards or, 
you know, Facebook, social media, my picture's always gonna be out there a little bit, but I try not to associate it with anything that like gives people my phone number or like tells people anything about where I am. Um, people that put their signs on their car, I don't put my real estate signs on my car. It's just really weird, creepy stuff. Um, you can't imagine. I hadn't thought about. Imagine if I, I was unhappy with maybe not even your service, but someone that you worked with, mm -hmm. and you saw my car in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are some crazy people. I hesitate to say that, but there are. Mm -hmm. Wow, I never thought about this. I can't work for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put your face on anything. Appreciate that. <laughs> Um, and so, and there's also been some creepy houses. One of them, we walked in and like the house was kind of off anyway. There, it's just a lot of weird things. And then in the basement, there was a room with like a one-way mirror separating like the wall, it built into the wall. And all that was in the room was like a broken chair. And it, we just laughed. Like, we didn't look at anything else in the house. We were like, I don't know what's happening here, but we're done. Was the house vacant? Yes. Okay. See, this is a bad subject because I feel like I'm going to have a lot of questions and I'm supposed to let you talk right now. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> These are more, I mean, like I said, I didn't do any research on this one. These are just my stories. Um, they're my personal stories. I don't even really have any that I stole from anyone yet. <laughs> um, I'm going to try not to give any like personal information, but yeah, ask all the questions. <laughs> um, the, some of the other creepy things are like rooms with locks on them where they shouldn't be. Like when a lock is on the outside of the bedroom door or a random closet. We, I saw a closet that obviously was supposed to have been built into like some sort of sound room. Okay, but it was sure. this very tiny closet and it had all of this insulation around it and then a window and a dead mouse just Ooh. laying in oh. the middle of it. I found a, de a dead rabbit in a crawl space. It was like it was a short basement already and then there was this creepy door at the end of the short basement that led into a usual, um, a lot of Michigan basements have like sand crawl spaces on the outskirts of the main house mostly for like plumbing and uh, vents and stuff like that but we opened that lit so we're already like kind of creeped out it's a weird basement and we get to the very end of the basement and we open the door and it's just a dead rabbit it's like this is not the house for you let's go <laughs> and then we found out on facebook that that one also had bed bugs before it, be like oh. before it, it was gutted when we were there Thankfully. but when they bought it and it had bed bugs the two more oh. The, I'll say my most awkward one for last, but some of the most awkward ones have been people being in the house that I didn't expect. Um, so this is usually like a, a renter situation, like the owner is selling the house, has a tenant, and for some reason the tenant either doesn't get the message that they need to leave the house for the day or they just choose not to. And they do have that right, it is their house. Um, I made it through a whole showing one time and we could hear that there was a TV in the in one of the back bedrooms but we that was the only sign of any weirdness in the house and when we got to that back bedroom it was like a mom and three kids just hanging out in the bedroom watching TV and we had like I wasn't I walk into every house and I yell hello and 
and try to announce that I'm there just for these situations. But And they didn't act surprised, but they also hadn't come out and been like, oh, by the way, we're here. They just waited until we opened the door and walked in. Um, I showed a house where there was like, I don't know, probably a 12-year-old boy just there by himself, homesick, I guess. And we hadn't gotten to notice that there would be anybody in the house. And I can't imagine just leaving my kid home alone and letting strangers walk in and out of my house. Ever. Even if he is 12. Yeah. Like, just seemed so crazy to me. The worst one was a tenant situation. She did not know we were showing up. It was um, not a good economic situation. There were a lot of people living in this very small house. Um, and it was a very low-priced house. It was, and, and it was a duplex situation. Luckily, the upstairs unit was empty, but disgusting. The lower unit, kids, a mom, a husband, a grandma, tiny little house. The daughter was telling us family business she probably shouldn't have been. The tenant was just telling us a hundred things wrong with the place and how awful the landlords had been. And by the time we left, like we had to report it to the rental inspectors because I was worried about the health of the people in the house. Like the furnace didn't look like it was hooked up or venting right. It was crazy. I do give kudos. Like you've, you're sitting across from me. You've seen this whole time, my like my face has been in my hands because these are unbelievable but kudos for reporting that because that could be a really awkward situation mm -hmm. but you might have really improved those people's lives right and and i did see that house did get an offer shortly after that i'm really hoping it went to pleasant nice people um so those are most of the bad ones some of the more funny ones um I had to break into a house. <laughs> I was told to break into a house. It was a des deserted house. Uh, it had used to be used to have had greenhouses, like four or five greenhouses, plus like three giant outbuildings. They used to run a greenhouse and then live in this little house. It had been deserted for a few years, it looked like, or more. They had boarded up the doors. And the only, like when I made the showing request, he called and told me that I had to bring a specific type of, what is that column? Impact driver, <laughs> not just a screwdriver, it's gotta be an impact wrench or whatever because it's gotta have a special torque bit on it, like a star-shaped torque bit. Um, luckily my husband had that. And so I had to use that to break into both the house and the garage. And I could see why they boarded it up when I got into the house because it was pretty obvious there had been squatters there. When we walked up the stairs that I was a little bit worried about even going up, there were like beds. There were or, like, I thought somebody was up there. Oh my god! There was like sleeping bags and blankets on the floor and one like was rolled up in a particular way. I thought we had walked into like a homeless person squatting in this house. and. <laughs> Was a little worried about our safety. Um, there was no one there. And then we walked the whole property and it just got crazier. Like these, well, it's, it's kind of in the city and it had been deserted for years and just the garbage, there was an outhouse just kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, one of the, one of the tents just, it was all the tags for plants, like the white oh, sure. square yeah, things yeah. that you poke in the plants. Millions of them. 
just spread all over it like like they had been thrown around. There's needles on the ground. But I got to break into a place. <laughs> With that same buyer, we went into another house nearby. We actually went into it twice. This is how I noticed it. The first time we went in, it had been deserted again for a while. Kind of trashed, kind of dirty. Uh, we went into the basement. There were some obvious structure issues. So she wanted to get a basement specialist in to see how much it would cost to repair it before she decided if she was going to offer on it. So we came back with the basement specialist two days later and I noticed I, I noticed cat puke on the floor. I was like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't here the other day, but that's weird. Like this house is pretty sh closed up. And then we're in the basement and it's a disgusting, creepy basement anyway. You know, the place has been deserted, but there's all their belongings are still in this basement. And I'm nosy, so I'm kind of looking around. Sometimes you find like cool old books and um, old books, movies, like just things that, whatever. And the guy's kind of measuring things, so the client and I are just kind of hanging out. And I'm looking around and I noticed a bunch of feathers. I was like, that's weird. And I'm poking around a little bit more and I look behind this box that's next to like a mattress laying on laying against the wall and there's a orange cat sitting there <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh someone lives here um and it never it didn't hiss at me it didn't come out of its hiding place and we left like a couple minutes later but sometimes you just find oh, i have so many stories i just thought of another one <laughs> i got attacked by a cat once I was waiting for the client. He was running a little bit late, so I went in to like turn the light switches on and do all the things. And this cat was there, and it's kind of following me around. And it's super cute, probably I don't know, a couple years old, skinny, cute little thing. And I petted a couple times, and it was fine. And I walked past it, and it hissed at me. And I was like, "Well, that's weird." So I just like walked away, and I went upstairs into a bedroom. And the cat followed me and it's like hissing at me and it jumps on the bed and i tried to walk past it and it jumped at me <laughs> chased me down the hall i had to like scream at it and like I, it was I, it scratched me and then my client shows up and i'm like man just got attacked by this cat i don't know what the problem is and he so we go in and the cat was super nice the whole time to the client. Not a hiss, not a scratch. Not, I don't know <laughs> what I did to make that cat. It must have been like the dog, my dog's at home. It must have been able to smell something on me and it just freaked out. I would have, I would still pay good money if there was video of this cat <laughs> chasing you down the hall. I, I should have asked. Right? But I did text the other realtor and I was like, just so you know, this cat attacked me. Like, I'm not hurt. I'm bleeding a little, but but I I think the seller should know. And she and she got back like five minutes later. She was like, "They said this has literally never happened before." <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just me then. I I've had... never been hated by a cat before. I'm sorry it happened at this house. <laughs> Mine when I sold my house um, before you were a realtor. So you know, people mm -hmm. don't think I I screwed you <laughs> over. Um, there would be no podcast. <laughs> <laughs> would be no friendship. Um, my cat was like a great prop. He was a big fat lazy dude and he laid on our bed like a prop pillow apparently the entire showing. Um, <laughs> this was like for the open house mm -hmm. and several people asked 
if they could have the cat. I'm sure it was in jest, mm-hmm. but I I thought it was pretty great. So I don't <laughs> think ours attacked anybody. Apparently not. I've had a client with an attack cat, but we knew ahead of time sure. and we put him in a kennel. <laughs> His name was Harley. I still love him. Um, so what else? Uh, um, we, or with one of my clients, we visited, or we looked at a, we figured out it was a police officer's house, and he had a vault locked room in the back. Um, apparently for his guns, we found out his firearms and things, which is great because he had kids and absolutely were, like one of the kids' rooms was in the basement by like, cool, glad everything is locked up. But at first it was like, why is there a giant locked room in this basement? Um, we, I found a couple marijuana houses that were obviously grow houses before they were listed. Um, in one of them, I was actually with a family of five, so mom, dad, and three kids, plus mom's parents were there. So I have seven people in this house. It's, um, it's a HUD house, so it's a bank-owned house that they're selling for a little bit under market. Um, but they're not going to do any work. They're not going to make any repairs, all that. And it needs some work. And we all walked into the basement. And I, I went a different way from them. And they walked into this cute little, like, done, finished space. And I walked into this other space that there's, like, holes in... You can tell. There's, like, holes in the walls or the venting's always weird. And then there's, like, hooks on the walls where they obviously had lighting. And... The grandma comes into the to the room with me and she goes, Oh, interesting. And I just kinda nodded and I wasn't you know, I, I do disclose that to my clients. I wasn't sure if I should say it in front of grandma, so it's kinda holding back. The property was on five acres, so we walked to the back and it looked like it had been like a horse place or they had, had horses. But when we got out there, it was still more grow equipment. Like you could see that they had had outdoor plants and like all the equipment and the water to run it and an electric fence around the whole property. And at that point, grandma looks at me and she goes, do you think they grew some special plants here? (laughs) Yeah, I think they were growing something (laughs) special. And all the kids were like, they had a garden? (laughs) Like, yeah, really special garden. They did not buy that house, so I don't know what happened. Well, I know it. I drive by it all the time, but it sold. I don't know what they did with it. (laughs) I've seen at least three of those where you can tell some of them, they'll like divert all of or some of the heating or the cooling and and they'll cut big holes in to make it vent better or they'll like put charcoal filters in. So they'll cut big holes to put the charcoal filters in. It's just crazy what they'll do to destroy or to, to have a business at home, I guess. I'll call it that. <laughs> the last couple, uh, one of my most frustrating ones, I actually, one of my cousins bought a house and used me as a realtor, and we knew the house wasn't great. It was the first and only house they looked at. They're handy people. They were going to make it what they wanted. We knew it wasn't in great shape. But when they showed up um, to move in, First of all, the owners had the previous owners had just left all their garbage, so I had to call someone in to like help them clean. But they were walking through the house to check everything out, and there was a giant hole in the bathroom wall. And she messaged me, she texted me about it, and I was like, "We would have seen that 
So I went back through the listing photos and there was a convenient picture frame, picture, <gasps> over the hole oh my gosh. in the bathroom. So they had been hiding it and, and then took the picture when they left. They couldn't even like leave it there on the wall so that, I don't know. My most awkward one, and this one is not appropriate for little ears. Spoiler warning. Yes. Or uh, content so warning. Content, content warning. content warning. warning. <laughs> um, and just to make matters better, I was actually showing the house to an ex-boyfriend of mine and his adult nephew and his adult nephew's wife. And we're in the house. Everything's fine. I just finished telling them about how it might be a little messy because the wife has already moved to Florida and the husband is staying there trying to pack things up while she's gone. And we go up the stairs where the bedrooms are. And again, they go one way and I'm turning on lights in the other rooms. And the very last bedroom I walked into, the first thing I noticed was that the bed wasn't made. And I was like, that sucks, but it happens. And then I noticed that the nightstand drawer was open. Oh, that's definitely not good. So I was walking around the bed just to like bump that drawer shut before anybody came in. But then I noticed that there were multiple adult things on the bed still and <laughs> and at the at that point I'm I'm done I'm not I don't even want to be in this room anymore I walked out and I was like I apologize for what you will see in that room but we'll just move on I guess <laughs> but then I had to call the realtor the listing agent because it was a new listing it was probably 2021 so all listings were basically if you put a listing up for sale, it would have non-stop showings for a full day and then you'd end up with 10 offers. We were there at five o'clock. So my hope is they had showings in the morning, the owner came home in the afternoon, did whatever he wanted to do. I don't <laughs> kink shame. It you did know, as adult fun. That's, that's your own business. And then forgot and, and left for the evening showings. But either way, I wanted to warn the realtor that there were probably more showings. <laughs> I just, I had to text the listing agent and be like, um, just so you know, there are some <laughs> personal items laying out in the bedroom that you might want to send your seller home to clean up oh before gosh. the next close it or the next showing and he was like tell me what it was <laughs> maybe sometime i'll buy you a beer <laughs> you should have taken a photo and sent it to him. then you don't have to use words you don't you have just to be like be professional you could just take care of this picture please. and send and you could have like adult content warning like we did <laughs> yeah, yeah adult content now warning. you know what to do next time. next time next i'm sure this will happen again probably i don't i I feel like you'll see a lot. Like in 10 years, we should probably write a, a book. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Let's write a book. Write a book. Um, It'll be good. I heard you have a showing story. I share. do. So. And then I think I have one more. All right. Um, so about five years ago, um, my husband and I sold our home. Um, um, and we were looking to kind of expand. We needed more space, had a kid. Turns out your house starts to shrink and you need more space. So we, you were not a realtor at the time. And I did you, refer you, you to the did. realtor you used though. And I loved her. She was amazing. She still is. She is fabulous. And 
we loved her. And so there was a day, this was pre the wildness of listing a house and then it sells for way over market and stuff like that. So this was just a kind of general market. Things were going somewhat fast if they were amazing. And it was a normal market, I think, like average. So um, she had a whole day of listings for us. We were going to go visit and we brought my parents because my dad does a lot of construction and helps us out. And, you know, I just like getting my mom's opinion. Um, so we dropped the kid off elsewhere and we went and it was the four of us and our realtor and everything was going great. We showed up at this house. We go in and we're checking it out. Looks normal at first. And we get into the living room and there's a pair of jeans and a shirt. The jeans still have the belt on them. Whoever vacated them did it quickly. We just thought, okay. Oh, Okay, that's weird, because normally they know you're coming, they clean up, it's nicer than when they get home, and they're trying to impress you. It's like, that's really strange. So we start poking around in bedrooms and stuff, and we go to open one of the doors, and it doesn't open. But this time, we kind of, like, we're all whispering, we're not really <laughs> sure why. I think it was something new internally that there was something weird. In the rest of these houses, we'd been laughing and talking mm -hmm. about features. And so the realtor is wonderful again. She's like, are you guys ready to go? <laughs> we went through it really quickly and we're like, you know, yeah, we are ready to go. So we go out in the garage and we're standing out there chit-chatting. We're being a little louder, a little more like boisterous and blah, blah, blah. And a man opens the door and sticks his head out into the oh, garage. Man. And the realtor puts her hands up in the please don't shoot position and says, I'm so-and-so. Did your realtor not tell you there was a house listing today? And the guy's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and so she kind of sidebars with him and we're... It dawned on us that the reason we were acting weird, the reason this, the realtor was rushing us, was because she suspected what was going on, which was that this man was asleep in his bedroom <laughs> without jeans on. Who knows what else he was wearing, but it wasn't jeans. And the realtor just simply did not tell him. They did not prepare him that we were coming. And it was wild. The things that could have happened. Mm -hmm. We didn't think about it till we were in the car leaving. And it was like uh, like a heavy blanket settled over us of like, oh my gosh, we could have been shot. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> absolutely wild. Well, and there are stories you, I see them on Facebook every once in a while or the news, um, where the realtor will get the house wrong. Oh. So... One of them was like, it was the neighbor's house instead. And for some reason, the neighbor hadn't locked their back door. And it was a weird coincidence where like the listing instructions said to go in through the back door. And the only reason they got caught is because there was a ring doorbell. <laughs> and the owner was like, what? what are these people in my house? And judging it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they talking like that? <laughs> um, the worst, not the worst. Yeah, probably the worst mistake. I, I, it's not that bad. I don't want to phrase it that way. Um, but when I was first starting out, I had two listings at the same time. They happened to be two of my very good friends, which worked out in my favor. Because so when you, 
this day and age when you get a request for someone to show your listing, it comes through electronically. We have an app, you get, you know, a thing that pops up and, you know, somebody's requesting to see this house at this time on this day and you can just confirm deny. I don't know how I did it, but I mixed up the houses. So I told house A that they had a showing at, I don't know, it was like two o'clock or no, it must've been like five o'clock at night. And I did not tell house B that they, that there was a showing. And then I arranged because they were friends of mine, house A had dogs and they were like, oh, we can't be there during that time. And I was like, that's fine. I'll go get the dogs. I'll drive around with the dogs for a while. I don't know why it worked out this way, but I had Connor home that day too. He must have been <laughs> sick or something. So I go pick up these two dogs from my friend's house and I put them in my car and I bring them to a nearby park where I try to walk them, but that's not gonna work. And it's hot out and I have a baby in the car and it's chaos, but that's fine. That's what I'll do for my friends and my clients until my friend from house B calls me and says, um, did we have a showing? Just scheduled right now and I was like no I don't think so I'm like well they just showed up and we were all home and not expecting it and I was like oh no and I looked and sure enough the request was for house B and I had I had set it up for you vacated a. house A did they go see house A no no they were very different houses it was oh no so, so not only did I cause chaos for myself I caused chaos for my poor clients. All of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it was bad. It was embarrassing, but I mean, sure. no it harm, could have no been foul. worse. They were fine um, and didn't shoot anybody. Amen. So good. <laughs> but it, it really is just, I mean, I've only been in the business since 2018, the end of 2018. And this is like a, the more I talk, the more stories I come up with that are like, oh my gosh. I do want to end this on a happy note. My very favorite real estate story so far, the client was introduced to me from another friend. So she was new to me. She's amazing now, we're, we're friends now. We meet and they wanna buy a house and they have to sell their house. So I go see their house. It's this tiny little adorable house. It has like a loft upstairs. Love that. It's just super unique, it's tiny, it's like, I don't know, 700 square feet, maybe smaller, maybe 600. There were five of them yeah. living in it? Wow. It was time to go. Um, the kitchen, it was unique. It was set up really well and we priced it right. And I was a little worried about it selling, but it was that time of that time. So we start getting all these showing requests. And then I get a phone call from an agent I used to work with at my previous brokerage. And she says, Brie, I have to have this house. And I said, you want to set up a showing? And she was like, no, listen, this was my house. My husband and I lived there when we got married. That giant spruce tree out front, we planted there on my first anniversary. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? And I'm, like, I'm crying. <laughs> like, but what, what are you gonna, like, you can't live in it. She's like, Strangely enough, my son called me last week and said he wants to move back home and he needs a place to stay. And I'm, we still ended up with nine offers on that house, but they they got it hands down. And now, and they, like I still talk to them sometimes, now I'm friends with the client. And so I check in with them all the time and she's just so happy to have that house back. And it, it really came full circle on everything. It's just incredible. I love that. And, and it made my client so happy because that had been 
the husband had actually bought it before they were together and they had made it this cute little happy family nest that they were obviously outgrowing but it was their lives were just so ingrained with it they hated giving it up but knowing that it was going back to somebody that loved it and had history with it oh i it's love that my very favorite real estate story absolutely so i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry <laughs> i cry at everything but i'm gonna cry that's such a good story what a good like like heartwarming thing mm -hmm. we we did that thing where we wrote a letter when we bought our house to mm -hmm. the um current owner of it and said like we we love it we have so many ideas of what we want to do and blah 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 and i hope that they're regardless of whatever circumstances they were going through to sell it whether it was good or it was bad i just hope that they think about it and think cool there's like there's family taking care of this house mm -hmm. and they're treating it right which sounds silly because it's a house, but I still Not hope that the people who live in our old house treat it right because mm -hmm. we worked so hard. Yes, it's it's my favorite part of the job. The, yes. The people I get to meet, the, the connections I get to make, and just these incredible stories. Like, what are the chances that right. their old house would go up for sale a week after their son wants to come home? Amazing. Yeah. So cool. Um, I'm going to tell anybody who's listening... So you had mentioned you're going to do this every four weeks or so. Mm -hmm. um, if you have anything that you'd like Bree to talk about specifically, let us know. Yeah. Like, do you want to hear? We could talk about loan types. We could talk about appraisals. We could talk about title work. I we could just her, tell crazy stories. I asked her for some creepy stories. I'd love to hear some spooky stuff. I'm why am I so interested in spooky stuff? I don't know. I hate sleep. So, <laughs> so if you have anything, you can email us. Uh, we talked about it last week. Here's another reminder. It's Dungeons Dopamine. One word. <laughs> no caps. <laughs> I think no cap now means something. Oh, yeah. No something caps. Different. I think it means like not joking or, or like, like a, it's like an expert on a topic or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, have, I don't I, remember. I might have urban dictionary it once. Oh. But I don't remember the exact definition. I'm just going to do it right now. <laughs> That's why we have the internet. If everybody's feeling old, if we find that we have a nice older community of <laughs> old farts old. like us, uh, let us know if you'd like a topic of urban dictionary. <laughs> definitions we got you we could do a whole yeah if you are in fact young and you do understand what this means you can let us know at dungeons and <laughs> dungeons dopamine at yahoo.com don't put the and because that's another super cool podcast we found out last week but dungeons dopamine at yahoo.com we also have facebook i was way off <laughs> it's another word for lying what like so you hmm. say um no cap like i'm not lying i'm telling the truth oh like no cap i'm a great realtor yeah wow I'm make that by my next business card absolutely <laughs> we'll make t-shirts and hats no, no cap. cap this is the best podcast you've ever heard <laughs> i'm in i'm in absolutely so i love it I can't wait to hear more stories. Uh, 
as far as information, I don't have a request yet, but I will come up with something. Please do. <laughs> I don't ever want to sell my house again. Ever. Same. I want to die in this house. You will not have... Your Carly will not have to disclose that on the seller's disclosure. Perfect. If you die in the house. Perfect. Because if I die in here, I'm not leaving. <laughs> and if they try to change anything about it, I'm haunting them. They're probably going to put the tile back on the Kelly Jobs. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> As you should. Maybe I'll put it back when we move. I do have a box of that tile upstairs. Oh, perfect. Awesome. I'm going to... You should build Zach a table <laughs> yes. for his birthday. Oh, oh, that's that's a great idea. <laughs> he would hate it so much. He'd love it. I know. It's perfect. <laughs> he wants me to decorate for him. I'll be like, so happy birthday. I did this just for you. Here's the beginning of the end. <laughs> yes. And then he'll break it in front of me. But it won't break. No, it's impossible. That tile is indestructible. <laughs> It'll be like, the nicest table we own. Absolutely. You guys will be able to like Sleep jump on it. On it. Yeah. It's only this big. Exactly. It's going to be genius. Mm -hmm. I like the way you think. Speaking of thinking, what was in your brain this week? I I think I, I might have a broken brain. <laughs> I am done with conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. But... Ryan and I like video games. Um, we play them. We we also watch some of the more famous people like um, Markiplier and Jacksepticeye play them. We watch some not as famous people play them. And being a little older and having a kid, you don't have as much time to play games. So it's kind of nice to watch. That being said, I also like to read. And... I read this amazing story. I'm going to absolutely plug it. I read it on Reddit. It is called How to Survive Camping by Bonnie Quinn. She has created an amazing story about a woman who inherits a family campground. It's on old land, which is like rife with all these epic folklore characters she Ooh. writes about how you can survive camping on the campground and how she lives and survives on this campground it's written as though it's 100 true there's a website you should visit called goatvalleycampgrounds.com it's amazing they have turned this story from a reddit no sleep story to books that you can purchase on Amazon. There are four books, Man With No Shadow, The Lady in Chains, The Horse Eater, and The Beast. And I am absolutely going to buy them despite having already heard the story because it's amazing. I'm intrigued. Uh, you I'm must. going to buy it. You must. It's so good. Um, highly recommended. Once again, How to Survive Camping, Bonnie Quinn, four books. Go to Amazon, GoatValleyCampgrounds.com. She is not sponsoring this, but I love her. <laughs> but if so, she hears it and wants to reach out and send Jessica an email saying, hey, 100%. Or if Jessica you want to sign copies Ooh. of these books, I love you. 
you're my hero. So <laughs> anyway, I read this story. It's rife with this fantastic for folklore. Folklore. I'm going to say that so many times. You guys are going to, you're never going to be able to say the word correctly again. So I read this and this was a few years ago. Um, I think about it every time someone talks about camping, every time I drive past a big stretch of woods, it, it's really in my brain now. And then to add on to that, back to video games, we watched someone play Bramble the Mountain King, which is a Swedish folklore-based game. So good. Bramble the Mountain King. Absolutely. Yes. Bramble the Mountain King. Why do I have to write down everything you talk about? <laughs> Just that good. Um, and it's so good. There's so much involved in it. It's so great. I have a lot of Swedish ancestry. It's one of my richer ancestries that I'm aware of. It's just so good. So <laughs> my brain has now latched onto this like a lamprey and I'm obsessed. So that's what we are going to talk about. Yay! <laughs> Today is going to be Nordic folklore, which covers... Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Iceland. Uh, there's a small batch of islands as well, and I'm sorry I did not write them down, but it also covers them. Okay. And you'll feel a lot of influence as I cover folklore in the next few weeks. You'll feel them influencing each other a lot. And I think a lot of this folklore or mythology is based on, like, scaring children into behaving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm really glad we don't do that anymore, but it scares me into behaving, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so These kids had exactly. So there's a lot of Nordic folklore that is super familiar. Like trolls and dwarves, elves, fairies. There is a lot more that is epically fantastic. Um so your dwarves and elves are pretty Tolkien esque. Um your dwarves are like blacksmiths and live in mountains and eat really, I mean, that's that's them. Your elves are fairly Tolkien-esque as well. They, they do have occasional cruel or selfish tendencies, which mm -hmm. I think brings them around to being ageless or, or long-lived and they just don't have time to bother with with our short lifespans, um, especially when you're talking a few hundred years ago because they were even shorter. But they are graceful typically beautiful. Sometimes they fall in love with people. Sometimes they get bored, so they trick people. Just some good stuff. I will preface this by saying I couldn't find a lot of stories. I wanted to tell okay. you guys some stories. There are tons of stories out there, but they're vague. Uh, oh. They don't specifically call out these creatures and stuff. I think it's a bad luck thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Kind of. Because if you talk about them, you're basically calling them. Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. he must not be named. You don't say Lord Voldemort because he's scary. Mm -hmm. And you'll call to him. And that makes these even more creepy, which I think is fantastic. So I'm going to start off the Huldra. She's a beautiful woman. She lures men into the forest and she has sexy time with them. And after they're done, she steals their souls. Men who make it back are never the same. It's as if they're hollow. Men who don't make it back are thought to have been killed by the soul stealing. Um, she's, she's very beautiful. That's how she leads them away. She does, however, have a cow tail. What? Yes. <laughs> she hides I was not that. expecting that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and a large cavernous hole in her back. 
Um, she does in certain areas have a foxtail instead of a cowtail, which I think sounds a lot more attractive. Yeah. But it's unpleasant all around. <laughs> so what is the gaping hole for? Did they I, say? I don't it's know. Just there. Yeah, it's it's I think it's supposed to show that she's sort of empty. She okay. uses her looks to lure in men. She steals their souls because she is empty mm-hmm. and she's trying to replace it. That's sort of what I gathered from it. That's a little bit of speculation as well. I, I, I can't confirm that's what they're getting at, but... It's a good guess. Yeah, and a lot of these have that sort of, like, lesson to mm-hmm. learn kind of behind them. She doesn't always kill them in or send them away. If she falls in love with one and he falls in love with her, he will get to live out his life with her, and it'll be a, a life of wealth and abundance, but he'll never again be able to see the people he loved in his right. former life. So, um, she's, she's one of the more tame ones in this culture, but this next one is probably one of my favorites. It's the, um, Nissa or Tomton. And when I was a kid, my mom had a big collection of Swedish Christmas posters. Almost every one of them had a little, almost like a little garden gnome, a little pointy top hat and a white beard. He looked like a tiny Santa and they would be very small, like next to bowls of cream that a cat was drinking out of or something along those lines. And that's essentially what these are. These are little little guys who are associated with Christmas. They take care of things on a farm. They're benevolent. They're friendly. Unless the farmer ignores them or disrespects them, then they will sabotage the farmer's efforts to teach them a lesson Mm -hmm. if um if he sweeps the floor and the uh nissa feels slighted he might knock the garbage can over so the dust is back across the floor he's not inherently violent but he does not like to be disrespected he won't eat them or steal their children or anything but he he wants to teach them that they need to be polite. Mm-hmm. And I think he might be my favorite, and part of it is probably linked to the fact that I've seen them since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Trolls, of course, are trolls. You so, like, used to love trolls. With the yeah, hair absolutely. And, and the a belly gem jewels. belly. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's how I've always pictured trolls. Absolutely. Especially when they're doing evil things. Yeah. Tolkien had it all wrong. <laughs> you so Giant dumb. trolls that turn to stone. <laughs> Treasure trolls is where it is. Absolutely. Man. I'm really disappointed that. There aren't treasure trolls in the trolls world today. It's very be. disappointing. We could write some fables. Absolutely. We'll start a whole um, Michigander folklore yeah. besides Paul Bunyan. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically. Oh, the Sleeping Bear Dunes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you can cut this out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so trolls. Trolls are typically ugly. Mostly they're not real friendly. In some stories, if travelers or homeowners whatnot will help them, they will actually assist them if they get into trouble. They're typically stupid and depending on where the story is being told, whether it's Norway or Sweden, you will see different sizes of them and different looks. Think Tolkien trolls, that's a great way to say Mm -hmm. it, versus like frozen trolls. Oh, I forgot about frozen trolls. (laughs) Yeah, little rock guys, they're so cute. So they do have varying stories, even though they are all really similar. Now this one next is absolutely terrifying. She is called 
Nutmara. Bear with me if I'm saying any of these wrong. We did look up the correct (laughs) pronunciation, but I cannot promise you that it's coming out correctly. Right. So this is what I would explain as the girl from the ring. Oh. (laughs) She's tall. She typically is wearing a nightgown. It's typically white. Long black hair. Uh, long, sharp fingernails, and she can shapeshift, but that is her preferred form. She can even turn into sand, so she can slip through cracks and come into your home. Oh, no. So she can basically get anywhere. Nope. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> she she will come in and sit on your chest while you're sleeping, and her hair will entangle you, and she will turn your dreams to nightmares. Yes, she will. <laughs> She's very uh, similar to a banshee. Okay. There are some tales that say she screams at you while you sleep, and that's where the nightmares come in. Some say that she'll wrap you with her hair, and that's where the nightmares will come in. They say because she can change form, she's hard to catch because she can be a cat walking through an alley after she turns your nightmares into nightmares your dreams into nightmares (laughs) and slips out in her sand form and becomes exactly or as a worm that you never see again it's said that she is obviously a bad omen i can't imagine she would be a good one right she's not friendly (laughs) exactly not giving head massages unfortunate why don't they have any of that why isn't that in the folklore the folklore (laughs) i got you um she will leave a dirty doll in your living room oh no and if she does that someone in your household will die of tb (laughs) if she leaves a dirty doll in your house you're gonna get tuberculosis absolutely and die yes yeah, so she's great. I um, hate scary dolls. <laughs> she will also um, take the family's horse and ride it overnight until it's exhausted and then return it to the family. So the next morning when they wake up, their horse is utterly spent and like drenched in sweat, which is, is gross. And really inconvenient. What if they have to go somewhere? Absolutely. And they've just had a horrible night's sleep because you stuck your hair on them and screamed in their (laughs) face. screamed at them. And there's sand everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) She's awful. I don't like her. I don't. I I do not like her. (laughs) There is a theory that she is the bad guy in Frozen 2. Oh. That she caused Anna and Elsa both to have nightmares Mm -hmm. and that's how the whole adventure begins. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, So Frozen would be like a Nordic Swedish absolutely. There's a lot of things tied to that Mm -hmm. in, in this folklore that I found. These guys are the only ones that I've got stories about. And these are the Vitra. They are invisible folk. They're small human-like, completely invisible unless they wish to be seen. They have their own world. They even have their own cattle and things like that. They don't bother humans unless humans are rude to them. A good example of that. theme here. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about respect. Yeah. (laughs) These ones, if you go outside to like, say, throw out a pot of water or something like that, or if you're out camping or something and you have to go potty, you, I have a seven-year-old, yeah, go potty, <laughs> um, and you do not say, watch out, you might anger them because, of course, they want to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody wants to be peed on. I mean, okay, you did say you don't, don't kink, kink shame. 
That is a weird one, though. I don't want to think about yeah. it. Moving so. on. Yeah. So they don't want that. Even sometimes in modern times, when people feel like they've angered these, they'll move. Even whole structures to get away from them. Like rebuild homes and things like that. Okay. Because they've angered them. That's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, there's a YouTuber who I watched. And um, her name is Heartful of Forest. She's Swedish. She was amazing. She does a whole um, YouTube on like simple living. Okay. And she told about as a child one time when she saw Avicha. They were very small, very pale, and it was a little woman looking at her from behind a chair leg, which is adorable. Um, and her mom once went camping with a friend and angered the Vitra. And her mom woke up the next morning uh, with her eyes full of sand. And Did they invite the other girl? <laughs> <laughs> I did not think of that. I hope not. Right? No one invites that girl. I already <laughs> forgot her name. I don't want to know. <laughs> Some, I think the girl from the ring was Samara or something. Mm. And they sort of remind, like. It's probably based, based on, on I, it. it has. Mm -hmm. Her friend, though, her mom's friend, woke up with her face all red, like she had experienced sunburn. So she, they, they went home, they didn't understand what had happened. And her grandmother, um, this YouTuber's grandmother, said, You upset the Vitra. They're teaching you a lesson. Next mm -hmm. time, show some respect. Did you pee on them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you or sunburn. worse. <laughs> right? Um, this one is also a thing of nightmares. Um, he's called the Nukin. The Nukin. He is typically a man who will lure people to their death in bodies of water. In Swedish lore, he's typically a very beautiful man who's playing a violin. Like mermaid sirens. Yes, yeah, very similar. And he plays the violin and lures you in, and his song is so intoxicating that you don't realize that you are going to drown until it's still too late, basically. Um, he, he, in Sweden, he likes to draw on young women. In other um, cultures, he's not so picky. <laughs> He More open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. He will sometimes take the form of a boat or a floating treasure chest so that when they're either in the boat and in the middle of the water, he can take his true form and bring them under. Or a treasure, people will go to gather it and then he can become his true form. Mm -hmm. He also, and I think this one is the creepiest, he will also take the form of a horse that will tempt children to ride it and then he will jump into the water and drown them oh my um, gosh yes he's super creepy now he is not always malevolent in every story i say that halfway sometimes <laughs> he will teach people to play his instrument and they don't always go mad <laughs> Only most of the time. <laughs> I could totally be this guy's social media manager. <laughs> He's good sometimes. <laughs> Violin lessons. There's only like a 33% chance you'll go mad. <laughs> so um, I think he's pretty creepy, but she's, you know, Nightmare Girl still wins. Yeah. There is uh, the Pesta. She's an old woman. Uh, typically explained as very ugly thought she that she came about around plague okay. the plague hit very hard in nordic uh, culture it took out half of the population of norway really 
it was very serious for them yeah terrifying honestly so um she would show up in black and she carried either a rake or a broom if you saw her with a rake everyone on your farm was going to die if you saw her with a broom there's a chance that some of you would survive but you were still going to get sick there wasn't a ton of information Mm -hmm. on her um she does make an appearance in the game spoiler alert uh i'm not gonna say more than that but she's pretty cool in the game (laughs) Uh, (laughs) this one this next one is fairies Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of iterations of fairies and i think that word is used really broadly like Mm -hmm. think of sarah j moss she uses fairies as like humans yeah yeah and and lesser fairies like she's covering a whole base of people but in nordic they're typically like tinkerbell okay um small pixie like usually female they're usually beautiful occasionally in norse or it's icelandic culture they'll call them elves they're also called the holdu folk i like that one i do too that's why i put it in there (laughs) and they're mischievous but they can be deadly if you upset them Mm -hmm. disrespect (laughs) them exactly and people will not build near them because while they're typically just mischievous for fun misplacing something putting it elsewhere you can upset them the respect thing is back Mm -hmm. and if you do that they can become deadly even though they're small they're mighty (laughs) i have a crazy fairy story oh dear okay when i moved in to the skylar house so when i lived with genesis the, it was a rental, and the people that had lived there before us had left a bunch of stuff. So the landlord had just put it on this like enclosed porch that we had, and it sat there for weeks while we lived there. And finally, I told the guy like, "If they're not coming to get this, I'm either gonna throw it out or I'm maybe I'm gonna keep some of it." So I went through it, and there was a book on fairies in it. It was the, it was an older book. It was gorgeous. It was all these beautiful illustrations. Each page was a different type of fairy and it had like information on it. And I owned it the whole time I was in that house. And I don't know if you remember, but that is the house I left to go on my road trip. Yes. And I have not seen my book since then. So I don't remember if I, I don't feel like I would have sold it because I really liked coming across that book, but it's like it came to me and then left me. That's wild. Maybe it's still at the house. Maybe, like maybe, maybe it stays well, yeah. with the house. Maybe the fairies live there. I was going to say when you said it was a different fairy on every page, it was beautifully illustrated. It was clearly the beginning of a really great adventure story that you were about to be a part I of. I know. <laughs> this might be familiar if you've played Skyrim at all. There's... I mean, I downloaded it once. <laughs> you should definitely play it. It's such a good game. Anyway, um, <laughs> in Swedish folklore, <laughs> there's something called a draugr or a draug. I these... have heard of this. Oh, perfect. Okay, so um, these are really popular in Skyrim. That's immediately what I think of when I read this. And these are kind of like a zombie almost. They protect old Nord crypts. They, if you get near something worth money or something sentimental, they will come after you. They are super strong. They're usually necrotic. Mm. Um, sometimes they're broken bones. The word draug is Swedish for dim-witted and pale. So they're not very <laughs> smart. I so love zombies. that. Yes, absolutely. And as the tale of draugr aged, they also kind of turned into vampires in that they could turn you into a draugr if they 
they were also super strong so if they fought you they would pretty much have you you mm-hmm. couldn't really do much you did not want to face them and you know if they got their hands on you they'd turn you into one a gross necrotic zombie yay <laughs> and this that last way one, worse than a vampire yeah absolutely At least vampires get to be pretty most of the time right i can like i can stay up all night so this last one is potentially the most disturbing okay. i'm gonna give a really light trigger warning this does have to do with losing children okay fair um, enough yeah 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 so just a light one it's very it's still folklore it's not based on reality or anything but trigger warning just the same exactly so these are called myling babies if you played the witcher 3 i know i don't think you've played the witcher Mm -mm. 3 but this might remind you of the plot in one of the storylines of witcher 3 but the myling babies are newborns small children or unborn children who were killed by their mothers and not by accident these are violent murdered murder children yes exactly and these are they angry about being disrespected too probably (laughs) i think i mean mothers killing them is pretty disrespectful so the most disrespectful exactly yeah so these mylings at night would go up and down the street singing the song about their mothers to be rid of one you must find their body name them and bury them in holy soil oh to like in a cemetery yeah or like a church okay something along those lines so it's they're looking for some comfort peace and, and peace and maybe sharing the story of how they were murdered mm-hmm. um super horrible these guys not quite as creepy as sand screaming yeah. lady not a big fan of hers but these ones definitely make it up there on my scale of creep and i think the idea of a newborn baby or like an unborn fetus baby crying in like I don't know. I picture them like floating down the road because right. infants can't walk. Right. <laughs> it, it's terrifying. So and they just like chase you around and scream at you? Yeah. And they're mean. Like they can hurt you. Oh. And they're like the photos are terrifying. I will not Google those. No, ones. don't. They're way creepier than last week's Disney photo. And um, that's where I end this. Whereas you like to end <laughs> things on a high note. I like to end things on the most Murder terrifying babies that are screaming at you. Exactly. So that you will give them peace and snuggles. Absolutely. And if you don't, by the way, if you are chosen by one of these myling babies to find their body and put them to rest, they won't leave you alone until you do. So you have to really hope that the mom was bad at covering up her tracks. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah, so that's Nordic folklore. There's so much more rich folklore, and I'm sure that there are a lot of stories, um, nursery rhymes, tales that involve all of these things. I just couldn't find them without... I need a month to research Mm -hmm. it, not just a week or so. (laughs) But it it was so good. I'm going to remind you all, please, again, to check out How to Survive Camping 
by Bonnie Quinn. Four books, you can get them all on Amazon. Man with No Shadows, Lady in Chains, The Horse Eater, The Beast. You can just look up How to Survive Camping and they'll pop up. Or visit her goatvalleycampgrounds.com. You will not regret it if you enjoyed this. And next week we're going to talk about some more fun English folklore. So you'll like that a lot. I'm going to go back to the green side of things. But I'm going to talk about what I'm calling feral gardening. Feral gardening is basically just letting my yard do what it wants. Beautiful. But I can't wait to tell you like what we've discovered. I love this. Please involve some clover yards because that's yes. the yes, yes, that's the direction we're going. We've had some yard work um, done. Well, it was on and it's accidental <laughs> art uh, yard work because of, we had things dug up and mm-hmm. um, big it empty wasn't spaces. Bodies. It. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and um, there was a lot of space to put clover. Don't mm-hmm. don't dig in the clover. Don't dig in the clover. <laughs> yes, and I will tell you all about clover. Please, lawns I'm so excited. And, and moss lawns. You're gonna bring me plants. I am. Everybody's gonna, bring gonna name them. Um, we're pre-recording these weekly, so they should be able to name the plants pretty much as soon as they hear our mm-hmm. first stuff. Yep. Yeah. So thank you guys again. Check out our Facebook. Send us an email. Please. Message us on Facebook. And we will um, see you guys later. Thanks so much for listening to us on Dungeons and Dopamine. We hope you got some dopamine. Yeah. Yeah.